What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac, and I'm bringing you the best of Croatia from around the globe. This episode is brought to you by Adriatic Tours, the best place since 1974 to book your cruises, tours, flights, and simply all things Croatia. Use the personalized code ALLTHINGSCROATIA to get a special discount and book your trip to Croatia today. For more information, go to www.adriatictours.com or click the link in the description. Now eat the modalje and let's get started. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. In this episode, we have special guest Dusty Dragicevic. Uh, Dusty is an Australian Croatian who recently published a book called Croatian Banknotes, a Standard Reference. And in the book, Dusty shows and explains the many symbols and figures printed on Croatian currency over the years and gives historical context explaining their significance. Uh, in this episode, we're going to learn about the history of the kuna and earlier Croatian currencies through a historical lens. Dusty, thanks for coming on the podcast. Ah, uh, thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. And puno pozdravi svi slušatelji. I want to thank you, you know, right off the bat for sending the PDF over for me to take a glance at and read here before coming on. Uh, it was a very, very interesting book, and you know, it gives a lot of good historical context that I didn't know about. Some that I did, some that I didn't. And um, you know, before we sort of go any further into the book and talking about. Croatian banknotes and the currency. Uh, I just want to ask a little bit about yourself. You know, if you could give us sort of a summary of you know your Croatian heritage and you know talk a little bit about that, your ties to Croatia. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Um, well, I was born in Australia, um, but um, made in Croatia, if you will. Um, my dad is from a village called Dorni Humac on the island of Brač. And uh, my mum is a native um, from Split. And um, yeah, so um, they met. So my dad came to Australia first in the 60s. And then he went back and met my mum and um, then uh, brought her, um, her back to Australia. And I was born in the, um, the north of um, Western Australia in the Kimberley region. And um, yeah, grew up there um, for the first 16 years of my life. And, um, you know, growing up there, there weren't many Croatians, um, my cousin um, and his family, and um, their Makuma and her um, family were there, but um, there weren't many of us. But um, you know, my mum stayed at home, so she taught me how to um, read and write Croatian. So it was instilled in me at a young age, you know, and um, so I always knew my heritage as um, Croatian, and um, it's always been important to me since then. You know. mm, well, I could tell right away you had Croatian roots because your email has Torcida in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Haidok živi vječno. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, definitely a salute to uh, the Haidoks um, <laughs> uh, um, and, and their supporters, who I, and I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member of. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm a big Haiduk fan, especially when I'm... <laughs> Down in Dalmatia for the summer, you have to be a Haiduk fan down there. Um, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> you have to be. It's um, for other football traveling fans. I'm sure it's where angels fear to tread when Haiduk's playing. <laughs> uh, Dusty, I want to you know get into sort of how you started getting into you know sort of the Croatian banknotes. You know, as you as you say, which is you know the bills. So you got the five, the ten. You know, sort of everything that's printed on the 
the Bills, what we have now, Lacuna. When did you sort of start getting into that? Uh, well, first um, started getting into it. Like, um, you know, I was always interested in, um, at first, like Croatian uh, militaria. Um, and like that was before I got to visit Croatia. Like the first time I went, um, I took my wife in the year 2000. So didn't get to travel before, but in the meantime, I was reading a lot about Croatia. My cousin sent me his um, uh, war medals and his beret and you know his uniform and all that, which I really appreciated. And so I was getting into that. But um, when I visited Croatia in 2000, you know, I looked at the, all the kuna, you know, this new money, you know, Croatia's got its own money. And I'm looking at the people on there, like, you know, um, on the five and the 10, and you know, you see Bargelicic, uh, and, and I'm going, to, you know, who who are these people? You know, they, you know, for anyone to be on a banknote, they must have been great people. You know, and you know, where are all these places that are depicted on there? You know, like the I never knew there was a like a uh, the arena in Pula, and um, you know the Vucadol Dove, and I'm going, you know, thinking, you know, where where are these um, things from? And who were these people? What did they contribute to um, Croatian society? So it really, um, that was when the, the spark um, started, if you will, because, you know, you know, does everyone know who these people are? I think we should know who they are, you know? And um, so, but then, like, I wasn't really aware, like, apart from the corner of present-day Croatia, didn't know that there was, you know, currency issued, you know, during World War Two and in between years like fantasy issues and all that and that came later so sparked my interest then and then you know I was collecting and then you know researching them more and you're meeting banknote dealers and they're saying oh do you know about this and and it just went from there so kind of like a it developed into an OCD obsession you know I couldn't have any gaps in my album you know so it all started from then and so I read and tell me if this is true, but now you hold every single banknote in Croatian printed history. Is that true? Uh, yes, that's right. Um, but uh, I, I say that from um, like there are some people who read my book and said, "Oh no, you've missed this, you've missed that." But um, every banknote printed by a um, like a solely Croatian institution, I have. I don't have any of the um, like the um, the krona, like the local issues from around the Istria area, and um, I think there's some Filira issues, like from Karlovac, but they were like they weren't like distinctly Croatian. That was like when it was under Habsburg rule, you know what I mean? But um, like from uh, Second World War to present day, I have every single issue, including the um, the runner-up um, uh, concept. Um, uh, competition entrance to you know when they'll compete to which design will become the new money and that was that was a really nice buy it was really handy to have because I didn't know they existed and um, yeah that was um, a real prize hmm. as well how long did it take you to collect all of these uh, it took um, I'd say about um, you know, uh, 15 years and um, wow. yeah and because um, I really I wanted them in like good condition, each banknote, and I had some good connections in um, Osijek and in Zagreb, and 
yeah, it was it was a determined effort, and especially the banknote that features on the cover. That's a really really rare one, and um, yeah, that was um, that was a quite a pretty penny, but well worth it. Hmm. And you have to buy all these from collectors, or I mean, do you find some in like circulation? You know, when I don't know, do people like have them in their wallets on accident? Are there still some circulating, or I mean, it's all owned by collectors, and you can't really find them anywhere else. Um, like the old school ones, like um, the uh, uh, World War Two ones from uh, collectors and dealers, and um, but like the I wanted them if, if if they're like in someone's wallet, they're not going to be in like the best condition, you know. Um, any banknote uh, collector will tell you that you know if it's in uncirculated condition, it's it's best with more and you know it looks nicer. But um, there were certain rare ones that you know. I, I wouldn't wasn't really particularly fussy about the condition as long as I had it to complete the um, collection. Yeah, and now are the, some of those still valid? Can you still use those, like in in stores, or cash them in at a bank, or no? No, uh, no, no. Only only the um, present day Kuna, and that's only for the next couple of years, I think. <laughs> now that Croatia's gone to the euro. Hmm. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the euro a little bit towards the end, uh, but I want to sort of get into you know, your book and, yep. you know, sort of where do you start in your book with um, the first so-called Croatian currency? Yeah, the book starts uh, the independent state of Croatia. That's um, where a distinctly Croatian institute uh, issued distinctly Croatian banknotes and um, not like Kingdom of Yugoslavia or anything like that. It was strictly um, Croatian issued and it had, um, the designs displayed you know, um, a determination for uh, Croatian heritage and history to be showcased on them. And they're quite beautifully uh, designed banknotes. And um, yeah, we started in, in 1941 on the establishment of um, the independent state of Croatia and the first issues there. And then in 1943, they redesigned the corner and um, they were also, um, but that was done by different artists, and um, then also in 1944 there were a couple of issues. But given that they were low denomination and the country was in a state of high, uh, hyperinflation, um, they didn't um, issue them. But they're all beautifully designed, and like the I learned like with the origin of the Croatian pleta and other symbols that you see around Croatia today, and. Um, like and also learned a lot about the artists who designed the banknotes. What other contributions that they did um, to um, art in um, Croatia, and um, and I wondered if um, everyone knew who they were, and um, if they knew of their achievements, and if not, I, I think that they, I thought that people probably should know, given that um, you know, um, yeah, they were you know famous artists at the time. And um, yeah, so it, it starts there, and there's a. It's quite a big chapter, given that there were a lot of um, symbols and uh, uh, designs that needed to be explained, and um, also the people behind the banknotes, um, like the signatures on them, like um, also like well, for instance, like the artist who designed the 1943 and 1944 series, Vladimir Kirin. Um, I did not know that um, he helped um, get Ivan Mestrovich out of 
the country. And um, yeah, I thought, you know, how many people knew that? And um, I thought that was quite interesting and something that, you know, people should should know, you know what I mean? So that, that was where it began, you know, turbulent period for Croatia, but um, yeah, like in the numismatic um, sense of things, it was, you know, definitely a um, interesting, interesting uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned, let's talk about the symbols a little bit. You mentioned the pleter. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? You know, what exactly is that and what is the origin of that symbol? Yeah, the pleter is, yeah, like um, the interwoven or a, um, how do I, how do I, you put me on the spot here. I should, I should know this. Kind of like the, <laughs> the like the golden um, wavy weave that um, you see on, um, like you see it on like, um, put the police um, badges there, um, even in the military symbols. It's like an interwoven um, wicker, I think is the English term for it. Like, Croatians call it the pletar. Um, I think it's, it's in the English uh, word for it is wicker. It's kind of like an interwoven, um, uh, like rope type um, uh, symbol. And it, um, the various designs of it and um, it, you see it's uh, showcased through like all, through many um, like uh, stone carvings or lapidari from the middle ages, like the um, pre-romantic era. There's it, various forms of this pleta and um, it's distinctly like from like Croatia and like um, and Dalmatia and that, but you see some um, symbols like that in like um, Roman ruins in Italy as well. But um, there seems to be a, a prevalence of it in the Croatian region. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, nowadays it's very prevalent as well in Croatia. You know, you, sim- you see that symbol, yeah, sort of a wicker or I'm trying to think how even I usually refer to it when I'm trying to describe it, maybe like a braided rope. Braided rope, yeah. I didn't think of that at the time. <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> braided rope and um, it's, it's, yeah, very um, unique to to you know to Croatian uh, as, as a Croatian symbol like you know, if a Croatian sees it anywhere in the world, they'll, they'll recognize it yeah yeah exactly and as far as um, you know pictures of people on that first edition of, of the currency um, you mentioned Ante Starcevic earlier was he on that first edition or did he come later no he came later so he's in the on the, the thousand kuna today which you you don't see um too much of in Croatia. They only um, designed that, they released that in 1993 and they haven't, um, like all the other denominations from 200 down, they made an updated version, but the one with Ante Starcevic, they, um, yeah, because it's, you know, not many people would see that um, kind of money. I think it's what what translated to, or converted rather to Australian dollars about, I think $200 or something. So it's um, a lot of money. But um, Stasevich um, didn't feature in like the uh, uh, Independent State of Croatia banknotes, but um, actually in the whole series, not, no one famous was depicted. Rather, um, like in the 1943 series, they used um, folklore costumes from various regions around Croatia and uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Um, you know, you mentioned not many people have seen the 1,000 kuna. I would be surprised if you're even able to use that 
over here, even if you have it. You know, I've, I've got trouble be- breaking a 200, even a 100 kuna bill sometimes. So <laughs> I imagine it's pretty difficult to, to try and spend a 1,000 kuna bill. Uh, yeah, you get a you get a lot of change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that. Well, yeah. now in terms of um, currency after the independent state of Croatia, what happened? Well, um, as we all know, um, Croatia was incorporated into the new Yugoslav state under you know a communist rule, and so Croatia was forced to take the dinar, Yugoslav dinar, and. Um, so they were all printed out of Belgrade under the Yugoslav Central Bank structures over there. But then there was nothing distinctly um, like Croatian official that um, came out of Croatia. There was um, like there was like exile stamps like for um, Philatalia. There were definitely exile stamps like from the diaspora. It said, um, you know, stamps with um, uh, Croatian themes, but... In the seventies, uh, during the, um, the 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 Croatian Spring or Maspok, um, like a, a what they called a propaganda note was released, and there was like a hundred dinars, and that was kind of like in the first kind of Croatian theme banknote since the um, independent state of Croatia to come out, and given that was a time of like Croatian awakening um, in the seventies, and a lot of like the um, yeah, politicians in the uh, that you know when Croatia fought for independence in nineteen nineties, early nineteen nineties, um, they were present at this um, Croatian Spring, or like the Croatian uh, m- the movement, and that was you know, to I think issued uh, to kind of either I'm not sure to, to commemorate the event or anything, but um, it was interesting that they had a, a painting of um, or the head of King Tomislav, which was from a painting that was painted during um, World War II. And on the other side, there was a um, picture of the Fahadia Mosque from Banja Luka. And um, it was an interesting choice, but um, to put uh, a mosque on the back for like a Croatian themed um, uh, banknote. But um, yeah, that was probably the first one that came out. And since then there wasn't anything until like fantasy issues um, until uh, you know, 1990. And yeah, I remember in the book you were talking about the uh, fantasy variations. So what exactly is that? That's is something that never made it into official circulation, but it was still printed? Yeah, it was um, kind of like, you know, towards the end of the 80s and, you know, there was you know, talk of multi-party elections within um, Yugoslavia and, you know, people thinking, you know, there, you know, there will be a time when Croatia will be independent. What kind of money are we going to... Have what are we going to call it? And so there was like a uh, one magazine called Rubicon, and they had kind of like a, with their magazine, they they had a couple of issues where some private um, issues were created, and they printed a fair few of them. They called it the Barnitza, and um, it was kind of like you know, you know this is what Croatian money might look like, and um, yeah, they had um, you know like. Um, well-known uh, figures on on the banknotes, so it was you know they had um, you know like Croatian themes, you know like um, you know Svetoga Markova Church from Zagreb on there, um, Stepan Radic of course, and um, you know even uh, a person called Matea Gubets, and you know he's not on, he, he only featured on the um, 
uh, fantasy issues and and uh, also on the fantasy issues um, where uh, Croatia only had its um, only female representation on it and um, yeah and if you saw that um, thing because you know today's money doesn't have any um, female representation on it and um, the only one was um, a lady called Maria Juric Zagorka and she featured on the the one Barnica that first came out you know in uh, around 1990 so um, like with these like um, fantasy issues, it also has like you know um, well-known symbols and even um, like a carving by Ivan Messerich. So I, th I thought it was interesting to learn about these things because you know I never heard of these people before. You know, do you know exactly how many, or not exactly, but around how many copies of that? I mean, how rare is that now to have as a collector those fantasy variations? Um, I, th I think um, they printed a fair few because they were serialized they have um like a serial number they start with a hr for you know for hrvatska and there was like there was a number there so they there's a fair few of them i've seen them on like auction websites you know be it ebay or um oxia.hr and they do ask a yeah a reasonable amount probably about um you know 10 euros uh, a banknote you know so kind of rare but um yeah i'm not sure but um yeah like um because of these banknotes i've heard of um i learned about um the guy who invented the pankala you know slavo pankala because he was on one of the fans on, on the number five the, the five barn it's a denomination so it was um yeah i found you know quite as interesting and i thought an essential addition to this book hmm. yeah that is interesting i'm glad you put that in there and fast forward to today, who are some of the, you know, important people that we have today on the Kuna up until, what, six, five more months, you know, until we switch to the Euro. Yeah, well, um, well, prior to that, we had the, um, you know, um, I don't know if you remember the Hervatsky Dinar, and um, that was, the, the story behind that was quite interesting, how, you know, Croatia still was, you know, the war had started, and they had to... Um, truck the money in from Sweden and the uh, artist who did it was it was a famous um, stamp designer from Sweden Croatian origin Zlatko Jakus or the, you know, they, they, the notes all looked the same and they had you know, the famous scientist um, Ruđer Boskovic and you know I thought he was he was a, he's definitely an important person and he's made a great contribution to uh, science and that and then yes um, you know to the Kuna today um, you know many uh, uh, famous Croatians. I, I mean, everyone's familiar with Ban Jelicic. They see his uh, statue every time they visit Zagreb. You know, he's the the pride the pride of the city. You know, at um in the middle of the Turg. And um, yeah, he, he, um, Petar Zrinski and uh, Fran, um, Christoph Frankopan. Yeah, you know, these are all um, you know like these people who those two especially fought for you know Croatian. Croatian people and rights uh, up against the um, you know the Austrians and of course Ante Stasevich on the thousand kuna you know the you know, he um, you know, fought for Croatian language and he's quite he was quite a prominent um, uh, well, Croatian like you know a, a prominent writer and um, yeah like you know he's um, 
his um, grave is like a shrine to many Croatians. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen it in um, Sestina. It's quite quite a nice um, tomb. Hmm. No, actually, I, I haven't been there. I haven't seen it. Does he have the statue that's a little bit, which direction is that? East of the Trg, um across the street from Banjelicic and just a little bit further down. Yeah. I forget the name of that street. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know the streets of Zagreb too well. Um, I've only visited uh, twice, but for about a week each time. And um, uh, all we knew was the main drag where um, it that took you to um, <laughs> Turkban Yelicic. And um, beautiful city. I, I do like Zagreb a lot. And even, <laughs> you know, um, it, it is quite, you know, quite a charming city. Always nice. Very clean. And um, yeah. Charming, but yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I don't know the streets <laughs> too well there, and um, don't know the monuments there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you're going to the, you're spending most of the time at the coast, you know, when you're there for the summer too, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> um, visiting family, uh, and uh, yeah, definitely soak up the sunshine and um, and the and the the local cuisine, and um, oh yeah, <laughs> you have to, yeah. Um, Dusty, I want to ask real quick before we go into sort of the you know last couple of questions I had prepared and sort of the end of the podcast, but because um, this is important and we haven't brought it up yet, but what is the significance of the name Kuna? All oh, right, yeah, like Kuna is um, like uh, the Croatian word for the marten, which is a you know a, a animal which is not just native to. Um, you know, Croatia, it um, is like throughout um, uh, Central Europe and Eastern Europe as well. And like in the medieval times, the marten skins were used as, like the pelts were used as currency. So like it's like the name Kuna, using the name Kuna for Croatia's money is deeply rooted in history. And, um, and, you know, the only country in the world that called their money Kuna. But, um, you know, it, it, historically throughout like Central and Eastern Europe, they all used um, Kuna or Martin Pelts as money. So, yeah, definitely, um, I think, an excellent choice to, um, to give uh, Croatia's money that name because um, they were going to call it the Kruna, like crown, but that's... That was something that, you know, um, it's not really, it doesn't have any historic tradition in Croatia. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that that was in the book, that that was a selling point of the name Kuna, is that um, they wouldn't have to uh, classify it as Croatian Kuna because, you know, there was no other countries. I forget about which currency. Was that about the Kruna or the, the Kruna, the yeah. They're going to call the it the Hrvatski Kruna. And um, yeah, it's yeah. Kind, of, kind of like very cumbersome. And, you know, I think uh, you know, I, don't, I honestly don't know why they um, well, they had their reasons to, to go down that path. But, um, I mean, like even the name Kuna was met with a bit of controversy because it was the name of the currency during um, the independent state of Croatia. But... It's like the history of the Kuna goes way back further than that. So it's, you know, like um, an author um, said about the, the argument, it's just red herring to, 
to say that it's um has anything to do with the World War Two period. Hmm. Now, Dusty, as someone who you know has studied this for a long time, and um, and tell me again, what is the word for that? New numis. I forgot uh, to write it down. Uh, numismatist. Oh, numis- yes, yeah, yes. So the the hobby is um, numismatics, and I'm a yeah, person who studies as a numismatist. That um, <laughs> for you, what is the import importance of having a national currency? Oh, the importance of it is um, like it's it's a national identity. You're um, you're you're showcasing. Your your your, hist- your historically brightest uh, people, your your proudest monuments on money. They're not just the locals. Like when you got tourists come over, they're holding, you know, piece of paper that shows, yeah, yeah, this is Croatia. These people, yeah, this is this is our history. You're holding it in your hand. So to me, like every banknote is art, and you know, you um. Yeah, you're showcasing your best on that money, and that's that's why, uh, to me, it, to, I feel it's very important for a country to have its own national currency. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a big sense of pride um, and a sense of uh, sense of identity. Yeah, as you said, exactly. And I mean, I can already then assume your thoughts on <laughs> this upcoming switch to the euro. Yeah, I'm, I was quite surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Um, I, I hope I hope that um, the government has thought long and hard about this and um, think that it's the right path. But um, yeah, it's, um, you know, is it a kind of like a loss of um, a bit of a national identity? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be so doom and gloom and say that. Um, you know, I'm sure they had good reasons to do it. There must be some distinct some or well, plenty of advantages in going down this path but um yeah like um it's end of an era you know that's the kuna is um consigned to history and it's sad um but um you know it's there like i'm glad i published this book so it's, it's you know something's written about it and you know it always be you know it was it was always it was saying you know it was part of croatia's um history yeah that's true have you looked at all at the new designs for the the croatian euro i don't i guess that's what it's called i'm not really yeah, sure yeah the euro i seen like the coins um i think for the two like the, you know every country makes their own design on the um two euro coin i think they've got um, nikola tesla on it and um yeah there's you know i don't think on the banknotes there'll be any like I don't think there are any plans, or if they're allowed to have, um, you know, like the euro tries to not have, you know, strictly nationalist uh, or, or you know national identity symbols on banknotes, so uh, which, which uh, kind of makes so them boring a coins, bit. Yeah, so it's just the coins. I think um, I've seen them. Yeah, they they've even actually I think they've they had a design for a kuna, but I think they scrapped it and they redid it because of I think it was because of plagiarism issues or something but um yeah there was like a kind of like a salute to to the kuna with the martin on one of the coins yeah so yeah like you know i'd rather that croatia keep the kuna but you know i'm uh, not powerful enough to (laughs) stop what they're doing with the euro (laughs) yeah well i mean only time will tell you know what will happen and hopefully 
the switch to the euro will you know bring i don't know economic success you know whatever it's supposed to do yeah so hopefully that works but um you know dusty i wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast and you know talking a little about your book and about you know the historical context surrounding croatian currency up into up until you know the modern day um do you have a you know i'll let you shout out some of your um I don't know if you have a website for the book or where can people, you know, find it or find you? Uh, yeah, no, um, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, talking about Croatia is just my favorite topic <laughs> at all times. And um, it's great that you got this podcast for all things Croatian. That's fantastic. You, you do a great job. Um, yeah, if people are interested in this book, I sell hard copies and also PDF versions if they, I've got a website as such, don't have a domain name yet, but if um, people either put in uh, Google Velared Publishing or put in Google Croatian Banknotes, a standard reference, you will see a website come up and um, yeah, and my contact details are on there and um, yeah. I'll have you send me some of those links as well. So people who are listening, you can go into the episode description and, and see those links that I'll post. But uh, Dusty, you know, thank you again for taking the time to do this. I know I, I didn't give you quite a long bit of notice, but I appreciate you being patient with me and, and for coming on here. Oh, thanks again for having me. No, I, I enjoyed it and um, I hope I um, put on a good show. That's it for today's episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoyed it. You can subscribe to the Patreon and check out the All Things Croatia Instagram page to stay updated. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, tips, or ideas, and make sure to tune back in to the next episode. Thanks again, and vidimo se!